God is in this place. And uh, we're so delighted to everyone that has come and thankful to everyone that has come today. We have a very special uh, service this morning. And I will say that tonight, everybody say tonight at 6 o'clock. Everybody say 6 o'clock. Right here at Tree of Life Church, there's going to be a very special uh, speaker, Brother Loami Diaz. Amen. Amen. He's going to be here preaching the Word of God. We found out he was in the area and we said, not so fast. Not so fast. We certainly love the ministry of Brother Diaz and uh, we're looking forward to that tonight. So you won't want to miss that at six o'clock tonight. And uh, we're very excited about what the Lord will do uh, this morning and tonight in the name of the Lord. From the book of Psalms, the 51st Psalm and reading from the 15th verse, the word of the Lord says this, O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build, hallelujah, build. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. And I want to focus particularly on verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. And my message this morning on this succeeding through sacrifice Sunday is this, the sacrifices of God. The sacrifices of God. Could we just lift up our voices in prayer unto the Lord this morning? God, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the deliverance you have already brought into this house. Lord, you have already moved like a rushing mighty wind. And we give you praise for it, Lord. It is not lost on us that you are doing a work that we cannot fully understand or describe. But we stand here today in gratitude, Lord, for what you are doing. And we give you all the praise and the glory in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I, I tell you, in preparation for this weekend, I... There, there was a word that kept coming to me again and again in prayer and in study and, and, and in my spirit. I, I woke up with this word on my mind and I, I went to bed with this word on my mind and woke up this morning with this word on my mind. I went to bed last night with this word in my spirit. I felt like the Lord was saying, moment, 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 moment. This is their moment. This is their time. This is their appointed time. The Bible talks about a moment corporately, uh, universally for the world and for the church, but then there were moments that were spoken of that were individual moments, that were moments for individuals or were moments for churches or were moments for moves of God in particular cities. And what I feel in my spirit, the Lord bringing us to 
is that this is the moment for the first apostolic church of Cincinnati. This is the moment. If you've ever been prophesied over, if you've ever had a word or a promise or a dream or a vision, this is that moment. I tell you in the authority of the Holy Ghost that, that you are in that moment. I can't comprehend a, a, a fire of torment. I'm not even sure what hell is going to be like, but if God is using the word hell and fire to try to describe of what it's going to be like, I don't want to suffer that kind of torment forever and ever and ever. And church, that's why we need to continue to be on fire for Jesus Christ. Get behind our pastor who has a burden to want to see the church go forward and, and move forward and, and build a parking lot and eventually buy property if time allows. God has a destiny for this church. And it's not to be just a nice, comfortable little congregation. He has a destiny. Your pastor has a passion. As your other pastors have had a passion. You see, further because we stand on the shoulders of giants. But oh, destiny. Don't become more ingrown than you are out there. We don't need scorekeepers today. We need ball players. We don't need people in the bleacher. We need them sweating it out on the field. And every now and then you'll get out of bounds and we'll miss a kick. And somebody will get hurt and run over. But at least you're playing the game and you're trying to get something done. I feel something here this morning. The angels of the Lord are attracted to earthquakes. Can you feel a little quiver? Maybe it's just an aftershock. But oh God, you've sent the earthquake of redemption and the earthquake of resurrection and the earthquake of revival and the earthquake of retribution. Now God, send it again, Lord. Could we give God praise this morning? We have been seasoned through the years with the seed of God's word poured into our spirit from people of God, men of God that have spoken the truth to us concerning our destiny, concerning what the Lord would, would have us to understand is coming. This past Wednesday night, if you didn't hear the preaching of the word, Pastor Mark Barrick of Orlando, Florida, Cypress Grove Fellowship, the father to Sister Caitlin Kovach. What a great message. He preached vision, just simply vision. <laughs> Hallelujah. He talked about vision getting into the hearts of the people. He talked about vision becoming something that, that we can't even fully appreciate right now. We cast vision, but, but we can't even fully imagine what the Lord 
is going to do. But the Lord is going to do great and mighty things in our midst. Today we are talking about succeeding through sacrifice. Holy surrendered. We're talking about, about the fact that, that what we are attempting to do in building a new campus for the glory of God is not capable of being accomplished without sacrifice. It's not capable of being accomplished by merely our abilities. We have to tap into the supernatural working of God. And that's what sacrifice does. Now, I want to tell you how the next couple of weeks will unfold. A, a two weeks from today, two weeks from today, is when the entire congregation will make commitments over the course of 36 months. As you can see, we have outgrown this facility. And we need desperately to build a temple. When we first arrived in this, in this, on this property... 6477 Cooper Road. We were here and, and I preached a message entitled, Welcome to this Tabernacle. Because the Tabernacle was a temporary worship environment. And I wanted everybody to know that this is temporary. Don't get comfortable because we're moving forward. And this may be the Tabernacle, but God wants us to build a temple for His glory. God wants us to build a larger Venue where people can come, where your family and your friends can come and find a place where they can seek the face of God and find salvation for their souls. And so we have been planting vision, casting vision. We're bought into the vision. We're ready. Each of us are ready now to do what God has called us to do. And together we are able because he is able to do what, what he has called us to do. But it's going to require sacrifice. And so we want to talk about that a little bit today. On May 6th, two weeks from today, the whole congregation in, in between now and then are going to be praying and fasting and seeking God. And, and through the income discovery planners that we passed out at the Oasis promoting our future service, hopefully you've been able to go through those and are continuing to go through those and are seeking God in prayer for a number that he puts inside of your soul that you feel peace about and can say, God, this is not something that I'm capable of doing, but this is something you are capable of doing. Now, I'm going to use the income discovery planner to let me know what I'm capable of doing. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be wealthy in order to do something great for God. Each of us will find as we go through that income discovery planner that all of us are capable of doing something substantial and great for the kingdom of God. And then God's going to give you a number. And, and I don't know how that number arrives. I just know he puts it there. It get, comes into your mind. It, it gets down into your soul. And you can't get away from it. And you start trying to minus and subtract. And it pushes you right back up to where that number is. And, and, and God gives you, you know, that it's, you know that it's God for two reasons. One, because the Bible says, call unto me. And I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. If it comes from God, it's going to be great and mighty. Hallelujah. Those are, those are direct quotes from our campaign consultant, Brother Mark Menzendeck. He said, you can tell it's from God. If it's not from God, it'll be weak and wimpy. But if it's from God, it'll be great and mighty. 
it will be something you are not capable of doing on your own. You can know that it's from God and you will also know that it's from God because you'll have a peace about it. It will be settled in your soul. You won't look at it and want to run from it. You'll look at it and say, I can do that through God. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That can be done. Don't ask me how. I just know that it can. There's something in my spirit telling me it can be, it shall be, it will be done in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So on May 6th, the congregation will come together and will, and will make those commitments over the course of 36 months. It's a course of 36 months. It's a short-term sacrifice that we're going to make for, that's going to, that's going to make a difference in our city over the course of the next 20 years, should the Lord tarry that long. And so I do want you to know, May 6th, be in prayer. Now, now we're following a biblical pattern. And in the biblical pattern, when David, when, when David was going to do something great for God, he called together the elders and the leaders of Israel and began to say, all right, we have to lead the way. And so we're going to make commitment first. And we're going to go before the people and explain to them that this is the commitment that we as leaders have made. So that they can see the commitment of the leaders. Because this isn't something we're asking folks to do. This is something we're doing. This isn't falling on one or two or three or four groups of people. Ladies and gentlemen, every one of us are in this together. We're knit together as one man. And when we're knit together as one individual, we can do anything for the glory of God. And when everybody gets into a mindset of God, speak to me, give it to my soul, put it in my spirit, put it in my heart. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to shake the foundations. We're going to shake the foundations. You talk about a breakthrough. You talk about a breakthrough in my spirit and a breakthrough in my heart and a breakthrough in my mind. We're going to see the God of the breakthrough do things we've never seen him do before. Hallelujah. Glory. So this week, this week, the leaders of Tree of Life Church are coming together to make their commitments unto the Lord. And we will be announcing what the leaders of Tree of Life Church are going to do for the glory of God to follow the biblical outline that the leaders step forward and say, all right, we're in. And then we'll show that to the congregation and say, this is what the leaders of Tree of Life Church are doing. And it's going to give us great boldness to go forward and do what God has called us to do. We are in a holy moment. These are different services. These are different kinds of meetings. We're not just coming to church as usual. But we're coming to a holy place. Holy ground. We stand upon holy ground. And then God told Moses, Moses, take off your shoes. For you are standing on holy ground. Now when I think of holy ground and Moses taking off his shoes, I used to consider that God maybe was saying, Moses, take those nasty sandals off. You're tracking in all kind of stuff onto my holy ground carpet. And 
And that's what I thought the Lord was saying, but that's not what the Lord was saying. The Lord was, was showing compassion for Moses. And he said, Moses, you're standing on holy ground. And, and I know that you're a shepherd and that because you're a shepherd, you have to, you have to, 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 to adventure the mountainous terrain and, and you're in constant danger of injuring yourself. And so you could step on a scorpion or a snake. You could step upon a rock. You could be pierced through. There could be some sharpness that could uh, affect you and you may lose your ability to walk unless you wear your shoes. But that's out there. This is holy ground. Take off your shoes, Moses. You are standing on holy ground. In other words, take off the thing that you usually use to guard yourself. You're standing on holy ground. There are no sharp objects that are trying to wound you on holy ground. There are no snakes or scorpions that are trying to harm you on holy ground. And I want to tell you this morning as we enter these next few weeks of this Ready Now campaign, let your guard down. Take off the thing that you would normally protect yourself with because you're not in a normal place today. You're on holy ground. There's no thing or nobody trying to harm you. You're in the presence of your God and creator, the great I am, and he wants to show you his mighty power. He wants to show you his mighty power. He wants to open the windows of heaven upon you and pour out upon you and your family blessings that you cannot contain. He wants to use you to do something great for his kingdom. It's a gift that he gives to us so that when we stand before him in judgment, it is recorded that they did something good for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when we when we look upon this passage of scripture that we have read, we enter, you talk about holy ground. David was standing on holy ground. He had just come through the most devastating mistake of his life, if that's what you want to call it. The most devastating decisions of his life. The sinful way that he conducted himself in his life had brought him to such a low place. He had done things he would never have done. If you would have asked him years earlier in his life, he would have said, I would never do such a thing. But something happens when you drift from the presence of God. Your mind gets warped when you drift from the presence of God. Your values begin to fall by the wayside when you drift from the word of God and from a prayer life with God. And David found himself doing things he never dreamed that he would have done. And the prophet of God came to him and shook his finger in his face and said, you are the man who has done this horrible, horrible thing. And David, instead of reacting with the indignation of a king, he humbled down. Thank God he humbled down. And he went into prayer. And we're reading the prayer of David's repentance to the Lord for the evil that he had done. And, uh, and so when we get there, we, we read an amazing passage. But the last few verses are where I want to bring your attention. He said, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. You don't delight in burnt offerings, 
What he was saying to God was, God, I know the remedy for what it is that I have done. I understand what the law prescribes. There are rituals that have been handed down to us that we can go through and, and bring ourselves some peace of mind. But, 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 but in offering of those burnt offerings and in offering those sacrifices, you don't delight in that. That brings you no joy. That doesn't do anything in and of itself. If I don't know the purpose behind it, then it matters not. If my heart isn't in it, then it matters not. And David brings out this amazing concept that he just he just brings into the atmosphere and it confronts us today as we talk about sacrifice he said the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart oh God thou wilt not despise now you and I are here today to talk about our sacrifice we're here today to talk about what we're going to do. The fact that what we're going to do, listen, here's the thing about sacrifice. Sacrifice hurts a little bit. I'm not here to take up an offering in a couple weeks. I'm not, this isn't a fundraiser, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't come up here and make peanut brittle and say, all right, who wants some peanut brittle? That's not, that's not what, that's not how we're doing this. This is sacrifice. We are bringing our sacrifice to God. And we're saying, God, this hurts. This causes pain. This is something that, that I'm not, I'm in my natural mind. I'm not even sure that this is wise to do. But this is what I'm doing because this is what you have put in my spirit. This is what you have put in my heart. This is what you have put in my soul. Now, we're talking about our sacrifice. But David was talking about the sacrifice of God see God doesn't ask you to do anything he's not willing to do there are sacrifices that God has made in order to build the kingdom and every every sacrifice we make must be in alignment with the sacrifices that he has made I'm going to do this because my God showed me how sacrifice is supposed to be done. We talk about the leaders are going to sacrifice. This week, the leaders are coming together and the leaders are saying, okay, this is what, they're, they're making private commitments to the Lord based on what the Lord put in their spirit, put in their soul, and they're going to make those commitments and then they're going to bring those before the congregation and take that accumulated amount and say that this is what the Lord has done through the leaders of Tree of Life Church and then we're all going to join in and we're all going to make our commitment and we're going to do this thing for the glory of God hallelujah and I want to say right now I thank God for leaders who are bought into the vision I thank God for leaders who are in unity one with another I thank God for leaders who love one another tree of life church is in good hands with the leadership but you want to talk about a leader who led the way in sacrifice Nobody led the way in sacrifice like our God led the way in sacrifice. He who is above all, he who is through all and in you all, the Lord that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, 
whose throne is heaven, whose footstool is the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. The heavens cannot contain thee, and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. I'm talking to you about the one God, the living God, the true God, the Lord God, the high and the lofty one, the most high, hallelujah, the holy one of Israel who sits high and looks low. That God, the Bible said, humbled himself. To behold the things that are in heaven and the things that are in earth. Oh, glory to your name. I praise your name. That God humbled himself. He took upon himself the form of a servant. He wasn't interested in any personal gain. His disciples and he were standing in a room and they started to quibble about who was the greatest in the room. And they asked Jesus to tell them who was the greatest. And Jesus grabbed a towel and he began to wash their feet one after another. And Peter realized the discrepancy of this, that how can the Lord of glory wash my feet? He said, no, Lord, let me wash your feet. Jesus said, no, I must. I must wash. Wash your feet or you can have no part with me. You see, he was all about laying it down. Lay down the ego. Lay down the ambition. Lay down the aspiration. Lay down yourself. Lay down your life. He said in one place something so convicting. He said, he that loves this life will lose it. But he that hates this life will find it. He led the way in sacrifice. He led the way in laying it all down for the glory of God. Oh, I feel it so deep in my spirit right now. I feel, I feel my spirit yearning for God. The deep is calling unto deep. What I feel in my own soul is crying out to God and it's saying to God, God, all of it, all of it, everything is open unto you. Speak, Lord. For your servant heareth. Hallelujah. I'm talking about sacrifice. I'm talking about laying it all down to God. I'm talking about saying, God, everything is yours. I'm an open book. You tell me and it's yours. And we do it based upon his sacrifice. He laid it all down. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. While every other leader was clamoring for political praise. While every other leader was clamoring to be seen as a greatest Lord over many. While every leader was trying to Lord over people and trying to show how much authority they had, how much power they had. Jesus, the King of all kings. The Lord of all lords comes riding in on a donkey. That's my king. Jesus have mercy. 
high. My Lord, I can't seek my own because I'm, I'm caught up with looking upon the sacrifices of God. I'm caught up with looking upon the sacrifices God made for his people. A broken spirit. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, oh God, thou will not despise. God doesn't want an offering from somebody who feels begrudging to give it. And I've heard it said, and, and, and my grandfather said it, and I've said it, and we kind of laugh about it, and we say, you know, God loveth a cheerful giver, but he'll be happy to take money from a grump. You know, he'll be happy. But I'm apart from that a little bit in this campaign because this isn't a normal offering. God doesn't want money from a grump. God doesn't want money from somebody who feels like they have to do it. God wants a broken spirit. God wants a broken and a contrite heart. I feel it in the Holy Ghost to say that if you will bring your sacrifice with weeping, if you will bring your sacrifice with tears, saying, God, I give it to you because of what you gave to me. I lay it down because of what you've done for me. Hey, I know, I know we can't put a price tag on what God has done for us, but what would that price tag be if we could? I'll tell you what it would be. Jesus is standing in the temple, and as he's standing there, here comes a, 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 a man into the temple with, with plenty of money. And he comes in with his long flowing robes and, and with his, I mean, you can tell this guy's got money. And he walks into the temple, and, and he's like pulling one bill out, two bills out. Oh, no, I want to do a little more. Three bills out. And a little bit more, yeah, four bills out. Oh, I got more where that came from. Five bills out. And he goes down to the front and in front of everybody, just drops, oh my word, you talk about an offering. Wow. Now that is an impressive offering to everybody in the room except Jesus. Jesus didn't even pay attention to what he did. And here comes a little widow woman. Two mites. Now somebody said they didn't have two pennies to rub together. Well, she did. She had two mites to rub together. That's all she had. And she walked into the temple of the Lord and she laid down those two mites and Jesus was blown away. Wow! That's awesome! They said, okay, you, okay, you need to teach us now. Because we were pretty impressed with what the man did. And you are impressed with what the little woman did who laid down two mites. He said, yes, because when he gave his offering, he gave of his abundance. But when she gave her offering, she gave all she had. See, God responds to sacrifice. When David was coming to the threshing floor to purchase the threshing floor, the owner of the threshing floor was so moved and he wanted to give it to David. said, no, let me give it to you. I just want to give it to you. And David said, no, you don't understand. I don't want it if it doesn't cost me something. It has, to, it has to be a sacrifice. There has to be cost involved. This is because we're not just taking up an offering. We're stepping into the supernatural. And when we step into the supernatural, we send our offering with a little tag on it that says, sacrifice. And we send it unto the Lord. And when it goes into the Lord, it, comes, it goes into different categories. You know, you know when I go to the airport, I've got, I've got a wife and two daughters. 
And so, you know, you got three females in the house and you're walking into the airport. Their suitcases are, 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 are more involved than mine. And so we're trying to unpack stuff and push it around and we're trying to, trying to get it to where it needs to go. And, and, then, and then we do and, and they, they tag these suitcases with a, a tag that says heavy. Heavy goes into a different area. Heavy, it takes upon a different, takes upon a different connotation. When heavy shows up, they know who needs to pick it up and take it where it needs to go. Now this bag, this one's not heavy. This can go over here. That, that's normal. That's normal. That goes over here with all the other ones. But this one is special. It's loaded with stuff, all kind of stuff. Heavy. That's what we're doing with our offerings. We're bringing our offerings to God and we're putting a little tag on it that says heavy. This is heavy, God. This is sacrifice. This, this cost me something. This was something that I had worked for and was pretty proud of myself for having put it together. But here it is, God. It's coated with sacrifice. It's saturated with sacrifice. It is wept over. It's prayed over. It has faith in it. And God's taking, listen, God's taking all the other offerings and he's saying, okay, go. Yeah, sure, it looks good. All right, fine. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. This one. Go put it in the multiplication category. Yeah, no, no, that one. Oh, yeah, that's got the sacrifice tag on it. Go, go put it in the multiplication category. See, we're following the sacrifices of God. We're not following the sacrifice of you and I. We're following the sacrifices of God. And his sacrifices are of a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. You know, I, I'm, the, Lord has, the Lord has spoken to me and dealt with me. And he's put something in my spirit to give to ready now that I, I never dreamed that I would do. And I, and I, it, 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 and I, and, and I have such peace about it. Oh, I can't even tell you the peace I have in it. And I just am excited. I can't wait for May 20th to get here, which is our first fruits offering when we're going to give that first offering. And we're believing for 300,000. And, and I said that and somebody walked up to me and said, 300,000. Sister Louie said, I've been praying for 1 million in the first offering. I said, all right. All right. I need somebody to join her and pray and agree. I'll do it in the name of Jesus. Lord, see it, do it. We believe it in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, pastor, those are pretty big numbers. Have you taken a look at your God lately? Have you taken a look at your God lately? Do you know how big he is? Do you realize that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills? There is no limit to what God can do. See, oh, 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 there, there it is. You're looking at yourself again. You're looking at what you're able to do again. You're looking at what your capacity is. We're not talking about our capacity. We're talking about his capacity. So on May 20th, and this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be praying and putting sacrifice tags on my offerings. God, go take it. Put it into the multiplication category. 
See, because it's his sacrifice that we're following after. And, and, and let me remind you how his sacrifice turns out. Because his sacrifice looks scary at first. When you first see his sacrifice, it looks really scary. Because you're talking about a man on a cross with nails in his hands, nails in his feet, spear wounds in his side. You say, oh, that's starting to sound like my checking account. Stripes on his back, crown of thorns on his head. And you're like, I'm, I don't know, Pastor. I'm not sure if I'm willing to, I'm not sure I'm willing to drive a nail through what I've been working for. I'm not sure I'm willing to, to, to put stripes on the back of what I've been, been saving up for. And, and, and that's, that's, that's what sacrifice is. It's, it's the thing that, 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 that conflicts with us. And I'm preaching, listen, I'm preaching to myself. Y'all hear me now. I'm preaching to myself when I preach to you because I'm going to have to hear this when the devil comes to me and says, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's, that's, that's ridiculous for you to think you should do that I rebuke you devil in Jesus name I rebuke you on Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday in the name of the Lord God will be glorified God will be glorified God is going to do something great in our midst I mean it looks scary when when the sacrifice is made it looks scary because the sun goes dark when the sacrifice is made and the and the earthquakes when the sacrifice is made and the veil is rent in the temple when the sacrifice is made and then it's it's like the disciples scatter when the sacrifice is made it's like maybe even a sleepless night or two but just let it sit there for a moment just just crucify it and put it in the tomb and seal the tomb and wait because these aren't normal sacrifices these aren't the sacrifices of goats and calves and bullocks and lambs this is the sacrifice of God this is the sacrifice of a broken spirit this is the sacrifice of a broken and a contrite heart. This is the sacrifice of the spotless Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Just let it sit there for a little while. Let a Sabbath go by and let it sit there for a little while. And on the third day, my God have mercy, on the third day. See, you thought you were just giving it up. You thought you were just putting it away. You thought you were just burying it. You thought you were just putting in the offering plate, gritting your teeth, grinning and bearing it. Uh, we love you too, Pastor. But these aren't normal sacrifices. These are the sacrifices of God. And when you put that offering into a plate, you're putting it on a cross. Hallelujah. And it's going into a borrowed tomb where it won't stay, but something begins to happen inside. Hallelujah. Inside that borrowed tomb, miracles begin to move upon that sacrifice that you've made. Multiplication begins to happen upon that sacrifice you've made. And on the third day... That sacrifice rises from the dead, alive, well, healed. Hallelujah. And not only does he rise up out of the grave, but then he pours out his spirit upon all flesh. And he begins to multiply himself in people. Look around this room right now. Do you know why you're here? You are here because somebody named Jesus was willing to make a sacrifice and the sacrifice has multiplied 
it has multiplied. See, that's what Jesus would do with his miracles. His miracles were always pointing to the sacrifices of God. This is why I always wondered, I always wondered why why Jesus spit in the ground. Anybody remember that miracle, Jesus spit in the ground? Some of his miracles are strange, and, and, and these miracles that we're going to see, they're going to be strange. Jesus like spits in the ground. This man needs healing for his eyes, and Jesus gets giddy. He gets excited. Oh yeah, I'm getting ready to open his eyes. Well, why is he blind? Because of his sin or his parents' sin? No, no, no. He's blind because I'm getting ready to blow everybody's mind with the power of God. My glory shall be made manifest in him. And he spit in the ground. That's not what you do when you're praying for somebody. You know, you know, we might use some anointing oil, but, but you don't, nobody wants me spitting on them and praying for them. Jesus spits into the ground, and I never knew why he spit in the ground. But the reason that he spit in the ground was he was demonstrating the sacrifices of God. See, as that spit descended down to the earth, it was a likeness of when God himself descended down to the earth. It was an example of the incarnation of God into human flesh. When that spittle descended from his mouth and went down into the dust of the ground and mixed with the very substance that we are made of. He mixed the spittle with the clay and he made clay of the spittle, put it upon the man's eyes. He said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And the man was healed. What do you think happened when that young lad had five loaves and two fishes? You know, I, I thought about that miracle. What an awesome miracle that was. Five loaves and two fishes. These five loaves and two fishes that he brought to Jesus that day. I've always, I've always thought, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big lunch. Five loaves and two fishes. That's a pretty big lunch. You know, we talk about how he brought it just for himself. I don't know. I, 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 I've eaten less for lunch sometimes. Depends on where I'm eating. But you talk about five, this is one loaf, but he had five loaves. You know what? He came with intention of blessing somebody. He came with intention of using what he had to give to somebody else. But over the course of three days... Oh, something about that three days. But in the course of three days, while he's hearing the teaching of Jesus, Jesus is expounding the word of God. And this young child is hearing the word of God pour into his spirit. And all of a sudden, something clicks inside of him. And he realizes, I have brought what I can do. And it's pretty significant, five loaves and two fish. But, but, but as I'm hearing him teach the word... I'm realizing that if I'll put this in his hands, that he can do, even though I've got good intentions, he can do more with it. And so he put it in the hands of Jesus. And Jesus did with those five loaves and two fish what he did with all of his miracles. He demonstrated the death, the burial, and the resurrection. He took that bread. He said, I am the bread of life. He took that bread and he blessed it and he broke it. Just like he was broken at Calvary. Just like he was crucified at Calvary. He broke that bread. And the more he broke it, it looked like he was sacrificing a pretty good loaf of bread. But the more he broke it, there was more 
to break. The more he ripped off, the more there was to rip off. He just kept breaking it, breaking it, breaking it. There were 5,000 people sitting in the audience that day, not counting women and children. And Jesus is just breaking bread, breaking bread, breaking bread, putting it in the hands of the disciples. Listen, because when you follow the pattern of the sacrifices of God, there will be multiplication. He broke the bread and he passed the bread out. Now listen, listen. He put the bread and the fish into the hands of the disciples. And he said, I want you to go. Everybody use this word with me. Give. Say it. Give. Give it to the people. I want you to give. Well, I'm hungry too. Give. I'm starving. Give. I could eat a camel right now. Give. Go give it to the people. And those disciples were givers. That's what we're going to be over the next couple of weeks. Now, we've got a job to do, ladies and gentlemen. 36 months, we've got a job to do. We've got work to do. God's going to empower us to do it. But this is what we're going to be. Givers, 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 givers. Just give and 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 give. And you're like, man, Pastor, you're wearing me out with that give word. Give and give and give and just keep giving and just keep giving. You know what? You're going to get joy in seeing the people receive their plate full of blessing. They're going to have a plate full of bread and a plate full of fish. It's going to be fantastic to look upon that plate. They're going to eat and they're going to be satisfied. That's what the receivers do. The receivers eat and the receivers are satisfied. But the givers have something different. When they got done passing it out, Jesus said, has everybody eaten? They said, yes. He said, now go back out and pick up the fragments. When they picked up the fragments, they picked up the fragments and they put it The Bible says in baskets. They come back carrying baskets full of loaves and fishes. See, the givers give. The eaters eat. The eaters receive a plate full, but the givers receive a basket full. See, I'm talking about the sacrifices of God. I'm talking about the sacrifices of God. I'm talking about when you break something and give it into the hands of the Lord. The Bible says this, cast thy bread upon the water. Now that don't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to you. If you got bread, eat it. And you're like, pastor, I'm about ready to go eat something right now. Could you wrap this up? I'm wrapping it up. He said, cast thy bread upon the water. No, I want to eat this bread. Cast it upon the water. These are the sacrifices of God. It was a type. It was a, it was a reference to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And, and that bread. He's the bread. He said, I am the bread. When he said, I am the bread, he's talking about the bread of the Old Testament. So casting your bread upon the water, that's Jesus just being cast out into the abyss of Calvary. Cast thy bread upon the water. And the writer of Ecclesiastes said, and after many days. You will find it again. I'm not asking you, I'm not asking you to sacrifice according to your ability. I'm asking you to sacrifice according to the sacrifices of God. According to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the burial of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It will return unto you. Good measure.
pressed down, shaken together. Oh, hallelujah. Running over. My God, have mercy. Now, folks, now, I don't, now listen, that's not why we're giving. We're giving because God has called us to give and compelled us to give. But I'm going to give you a little secret. When you give unto the Lord, it shall return unto you. The Bible says men shall give into your bosom. You'll have folks at the internal revenue service finding glitches that weren't there before you gave. You'll find folks in credit card companies. You'll find folks just, you'll find stuff walking down the street. It'll show up in the curb and you'll see it. God will just throw it down in your path. I'm talking about the sacrifices of God. You don't have to be worried about sacrificing because when you give it unto the Lord, he shall give it unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken. And running over. Shall men give into your bosom? For those of you that are just joining us and have never been to Tree of Life Church, anybody can tell you, during this campaign is almost the only time they've ever heard me preach about money. I don't talk about it. And I, I, I probably should more than what I do. I just don't. I, 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 I just don't. I just believe God's going to take care of it and, and people give unto the Lord and they, they give their first fruits, the tithe and the offerings and God will take care of it. I don't talk about money. But in this campaign, we have work to do. And we're going to do it for the glory of God. It's not to enrich anybody. It's to build a temple for the glory of God so that all can come to it and receive salvation for their souls. And we're going to reach up unto the Lord and say, God, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Could you stand with me right now and lift up your hands unto the Lord and, and begin to praise his holy name. Begin to praise his holy name. Come on, praise his holy name. All across this building, I want you just to lift up a praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 This is a holy moment. This is a holy moment. Over the course of this next week and the week after that, let us be in prayer and say, God, I want a divine figure for you to put into my spirit. I'm not going through the income discovery plan or trying to figure out what I'm capable of doing alone. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is that figure, God, that you have put in my spirit. In the name of Jesus. Just lift up your hands unto the Lord and say, God, my heart is open. My heart is open. Come on, reach up to him right now and say, God, my heart is open. My heart is open to your spirit. My heart is open to your word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My heart is open to your word. I'm crazy enough to believe that God is just going to blow our minds. That God is just going to do something that we cannot imagine. That we can't ask or even think. I just know that he's going to do it. He's going to put it in the hearts of people. Hallelujah. To give in the name of the Lord according to the sacrifices of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Could we take just a few minutes and just wave our arms unto the Lord? And just open up our hearts unto the Lord. And say, God, this is something that I've never done before. But I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm asking you to help me know what to do. 
Lord, I've never been down this road where I've, I've been so generous. I've never been down this road where I've been this full of faith. I've never been down this road where I've trusted you, God, in ways that I've never trusted you. But, but Lord, I believe your word is true. I believe your word is true. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. My God, have mercy. I feel God speaking so strongly right now. God wants to release you from poverty. God wants to release you from debt. God wants to release you from the bondage, the financial bondage. God wants to release you today in the name of Jesus Christ. But it does require sacrifice. Sacrifice allows God to do what God does. We, Our own salvation and redemption could not be purchased without the sacrifice of Christ. It couldn't happen just because he wanted it to happen. He had to satisfy the spiritual principle in order to see the blessing of God come. Lord, my heart is open to you. My heart is open to you. Oh, I feel something changing in my spirit. I want us just to reach out to the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Something's changing in your spirit right now. Come on, reach out to him. Reach out to him in the name of the Lord. If you have a need in your life, just reach out to him. Come on, if you've got, if you need something from God right now, just reach out to him and praise his name. If you came into this place needing something from God, just call upon his name right now. Seek his mighty power. Seek his face in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. In the name of the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me. Hallelujah. I will not withhold. Oh Lord, and if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me remember Calvary's cross. sacrifice hallelujah then giving you my very best help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes oh yes I will give you all I will give you of me I will not withhold and if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to stay. come on let's sing it again let's open up our mouths and say it oh Lord I I will give you all, hallelujah, I 
what you ask of me, I will not withhold. And if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to let's sing it one more time hallelujah hallelujah oh yes i will give you all oh lord i will give you all yes if all is what you ask of me i will not withhold and if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say. Let me pray. Let me pray over you right now, if you will. Let me pray over you right now. Lord, you have brought us to this place. You have brought us to this place of ready now. Lord, this is a place we've never really been before, not to this magnitude, where we are stepping into a supernatural frame of mind of giving. I pray, Lord, that each and every person, that you'll speak to their heart, that you'll speak to their mind, and that you'll give them peace. Show them great and mighty things that you will do, and give them peace. And Lord, open the windows of heaven upon them upon their families upon their situation open the windows of heaven oh god and show forth your mighty power we trust in you we believe your word we take you at your word oh lord for you have shown us again and again that you are god that you are not a man that you should lie but you are god let God be true and every man a liar. You are God. And we give you praise for you are great and greatly to be praised. Go with them today, I pray, as they go from this place. And bless them and speak to them in the name of Jesus. And we give you all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. As you go today, go with this in mind. That the Lord is going to put something in your spirit. Something, something in your soul that he will have you give unto him and you can be at peace with it in the name of the Lord. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, precious Jesus. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Giving you my very best Help me